will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. All right, we're back. This is Life After Addiction, and guess what? I've got Bruce Stanley. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, man. Welcome back. How was vacation? Man, it's always good to get away and refresh, but I'm fired up today. I'm glad to be back. Good. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking uh, going on vacation. I guess that's something that people do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, hey, did you catch the episode in your place? We had Ryan come in, man. Did you catch that episode? I did. I did, man. It's so powerful to hear a guy like Ryan tell his testimony, what God's done in his life, and you just feel it. You know, you feel the the sincerity of, of when he's talking yeah. about it and how, how real it is. It's, it was it was a good episode, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So today, guys, so there's Bruce and I have been talking a little bit. We think it would be cool to discuss the difference between a 12-step program and a faith-based program. So, And the reason being is because there's, there's kind of a lot of um, interest peaking. I mean, even the state governments, we have a branch called the Tennessee Department of Mental Health Substance Abuse Faith-Based Initiative. So... There, there's interest in it. We've been asked before. We just did a thing where we're talking about some major differences. So we're going to break that down for you, maybe some generic differences, but really <laughs> we could tell you the difference between S2L uh, and, a, and a 12-step program. But Bruce, why don't you lead us in, uh, kind of just lay the foundation for what we're doing. Sure. And, and this is very close uh, to me because I, I deal with a lot of um, – Def- defining words, if you will, because to be honest with you, faith-based has become really a trend. It's it's kind of a, a cliquish thing now within the addiction recovery industry to say, oh, you're a faith-based uh, you know, program, or are you a 12-step program, or even are you a non-12-step program? And so the reason I say it's trending is because for for decades, you know, we've we've kind of adhered to this similar model of what addiction recovery looks like in a twelve step type of uh, methodology, and for decades we've seen the same results. Yeah. So obviously, there's been a push to do something different, and some of these things have been around for a while too, like uh, CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy, yeah. which has been around for a while, and but. When I, when I when I talk about faith based, I just want to cover a little bit before that, so that we can see the separation from you know a non uh, from a twelve step to a non twelve step, and then into faith based, and to just really kind of inform people: why are people talking about faith based? What is the big deal? Why is it so trendy now? And then where does S two L fit in that? And and where do we see ourselves in in this overarching umbrella of faith based? And and then you know, the differentiating factors of what, what it is that we do. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the things that why maybe it is kind of, I don't want to use weird lingo, but why non 12 step is trending right now. And people are real curious about it and wanting to know it, it could be because, you know, that's what the standards been, like you just said for so long. And maybe guys have gone through it and it's just, and they're feeling something that of emptiness or something that's not working maybe. And so they're trying to, okay, that didn't work. What about something? Is there another option? And so maybe that's why just the, the decades have caught up with not working and what else is out there. And now that there's social media and there, you know, you can market, 
you can get a message out there from your living room. They're starting to see, okay, hey, there is other options. Maybe. Yeah, and I, I don't want to bash 12 yeah. programs. Uh, I think what you just said is is valid enough. I mean, you've got a guy who's been through 15 years and seven rehabs, and, you know, they're obviously, especially the family and him, they're looking for something different, you know. So that's one component of it. And then the other is, you know, there are statistics that prove the results of 12-step programs and there there's they work like they're helping people i mean 12 steps helped me i'm not gonna just say that they're not they're useless or whatever for sure but there has been a push you know because of the fact that the growing numbers of death and you know the statistics on what we're dealing with now an epidemic of drug use that we can't just sit on what we've been doing. And so there's been this push from the government down, really, initiatives and money and all this kind of stuff. So that's why it's become kind of a high topic is what else is there besides a 12-step? What And they're even saying non-12-step stuff before they even say faith-based. And yeah. So I just want to educate our listeners uh, so that they understand what it is that people are trying to convey when they're talking about these things. And then where do we fit in that? Yeah. So I just I want to read you a, a quote from uh, Addiction Center, and this is about cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, and, and so cognitive behavioral therapy is about understanding your feelings and your thoughts so that you can control them. Uh, and there's some understanding that if you realize like how the rationale uh, behind it, the, the that you would somehow be able to, you know, say, okay, well, that's not good thinking. Therefore, I shouldn't think like that. And yeah. this, I should think like this instead. And there's something inherently wrong about that. I'm just going to, from my perspective, because if it was that easy, then we wouldn't be dealing with an epidemic right now. Pe- people are intelligent enough to know that what they're doing is killing them, but they're doing it anyway. And so to me, this CBT thing, and here's the quote, when an addict when an addicted person understands why they feel or act a certain way and how those feelings and actions lead to substance use, they are better equipped to overcome their addiction. And to me, there's just something inherently wrong with that statement uh, because it, it's almost patronizing to a person to say, you know, why don't you just get out of it? You know, why don't you just stop? You, yeah. know, you know what you're doing is wrong. And so that statement alone, and man, I'm not just saying that it's that shallow. Like there's a lot of therapy methodologies they use to help you yeah. in, in this type of treatment. But uh, that in itself wasn't working either. And combined with, you know, the 12-step traditions and, and these things. So faith-based, because these previous uh, methodologies always included a spiritual component too. They always will say, you know, they have to have some kind of spiritual yeah. uh aspect to this because it, it goes beyond what you can do and but that's always so vague because it's left up to the on the person to determine what that is and there's no defining thing behind all of it and so it's left open to whatever anybody thinks and so the faith-based then moves a step farther past that and says okay it's a particular faith it is hmm. this understanding of this faith now, in, within that, you know, it doesn't define which faiths, right? It, it leaves open to all different types of faiths. So you yeah. can have uh, somebody who's a, a, a has faith in, in atheism. You know, it's just 
Whatever it is your singular faith is, that's what you're identifying as. And you say, well, how is that any different than a higher power, Bruce, with what they do with 12-step programs? It's because they're putting more emphasis on that it's actually a believed faith. Like it, there's more than just you uh, that believes it. It's, it's a, a, a common uh, faith, and those faiths all differ, but that's what faith-based is moving is, – is doing, is separating from – the spirituality components of non-12-step or 12-step programs and saying, okay, it's based on this faith. You want to hear something interesting? So I try to stay current. Uh, I read a lot of articles involving addiction and methodologies. and um, <laughs> So I was reading an article, and, and it makes it clear that an atheist wrote the article. Uh, and the, the title of it is uh, Faith-Based recovery doesn't work and here's why and it's just this atheist writing and you know what's so sneaky that he did he's putting 12 steps as a faith-based uh faith-based recovery methodology okay. and so he's given all these stats and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa dude what, what are you talking about here you're putting you put this and what's kind of interesting but not really is we really try to separate from that you know like we're trying to separate it they're trying to put us together and it's kind of a, a weird thing. Well, you know, to be honest with you, when we go to these faith-based initiative uh, meetups, these summits, and yeah. where people like us and other organizations get together, people in the community come, and they want to know what it is that we're doing versus whatever. Th- those guys show up, you know, the AAs, the NAs, yeah. the CAs, they all show up uh, because they believe they're a faith-based um uh, organization right and, yeah and, and again we bruce and i we don't want to we're not here to pick a fight and we i believe and i'm pretty sure i can't speak for bruce but we've had these conversations that, that in in its truest form and if it's run by someone that knows what they're doing uh 12 step, steps i believe was was founded with biblical purposes and absolutely uh but what it, and I, so i won't say that without saying this but that is not what it is today no not at all and it's completely lost it's it's become so politically correct which i think we're going to talk about in another episode uh but there probably still is some good meetings right but it's just not that anymore and it's it's so it, it's frustrating it's yeah. frustrating so again the difference is I'm in a 12-step methodology, and I'm left open to whatever my faith, my spiritual component is going to be, my higher power that can be completely different than anybody else's, and that's okay. And uh, and so you can find yourself in a meeting where maybe everybody in the meeting believes in Jesus Christ, and that's their higher power, right? But typically that's not supported by the organization itself, and so therefore it's not considered a traditional faith-based methodology, whereas a faith-based methodology says, look, this is what we believe in. This is our driving force. It's not a, a wishy-washy, whatever you think, and it's supported by that that organization of that faith-based program, right? So that's the big difference. Right. And, and so where, where the faith-based thing really has taken kind of this you know, trend lately is the government itself has has said, look, we we know that what we've been doing and what we've supported for decades is not working. Uh, the war on drugs didn't work. The Every initiative that they took in trying to produce more laws or incarcerate, remove, you know, this disciplinary type of, you know, 
judicial process to say, okay, this is how we're going to weed it out, and it has not worked. In fact, yeah. it's made it worse. And, That's right. And so they're like, okay, well, we have to do something because the Center for Disease Control is saying this is reached epidemic proportions. So you, the government, has to step in and say, what are we going to do about this? We have to do something. Yeah. And so I've talked to senators. I know you have. We've talked to governors. We've, we've talked to people who are from uh, the White House who say, look, this is this is going on. We're talking about it. We're, in fact, President Trump just passed a bill last October that provided a lot more resources for faith-based initiatives. And here's why. Here's the big thing that they say why they're pushing this. It's because they say the community itself, the church community, the faith-based community is already positioned to, to care and to treat and to, to resolve the problems within addiction because it's a community issue. It's a family issue. It's a community issue. And there are already support systems set up to accommodate these things if we could just educate the people, provide some resources that we have about addiction, and so therefore it becomes their responsibility, not the government. And so they're saying, look, we're trying to help you help yourselves, whereas before it was kind of a socialistic approach, which the government's never set up to do to begin with, to say the government has to fix this problem. And so this push in the faith-based programming is to say, look, if we can get people aligned with the community and how the community is already set up to help people with problems that find solutions within the community, we can add this to that, and all we have to do is educate people on it. So what, like the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, and every department within every state will eventually start doing this, but Tennessee has become the pilot state to, to push this forward with the government, is to go around from county to county within the state and equip people within those communities with education and resources to help them do their job, not that the government's going to do it for them. That's why it's become such a big, trendy thing is is it's being pushed by yeah. the, the people at the top. And you talk to people within these church organizations or these faith organizations say, man, we want to do something. We just don't know how. And so that's why it's, it's being kind of this big idea of this is what we think is going to work. And so now this has been going on for over three years now in the state of Tennessee, and they actually have numbers to prove the the results of what's happening. Yeah, it, and, it, and it, it's starting to catch on. Uh, just yesterday, I was in Knoxville uh, at this meeting with uh, a group of churches, uh, different denominations, and they've just, they started it. They started a coalition, and man, the mayor was at this meeting, the mayor of the city, and he was pushing, and he was saying, hey, tell me, I need you, is what the mayor's saying to this coalition. I need you guys and tell me what you need. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, man. So it's definitely it's definitely catching on. And, and I'm, without sounding too brash, I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> but we always say addiction's not a surprise to God, right? He set up he set up things in His Word, and He set up the church, capital C, and it's the church has always been. Uh, the answer for social justice is and, and not, but it, it definitely does get. <sighs> we don't need to go down this road. Well, let, let me just branch from there to say, well, how is S two L different within this faith based sure. thing? Rescue but, me from this conversation because <laughs> because we've already said you know that 
under the umbrella of faith-based, there can be all kinds of, of faiths in that. And so where we fit in that, uh, just in a generality of doing something different, looking for another alternative, uh, a different opportunity to do something in a different way, faith-based is kind of that trendy thing right now. And where we fit in that is that obviously we're Christ-centered. Right. Our faith is rested on uh, Jesus Christ, the saving grace and hope that God provides and setting a person free. And it's not just because you're an addict, but it's because you're a human being. And all these things, addiction with an array of stuff in life are all pulling us down uh, to to find escape mechanisms to deal with life when God says, no, look, I've already set the standard on how you deal with life. Yeah. You're no different than anybody else. You call yourself an addict, but you don't have to. It's it, we just have to look at it the same way God looks at it and say, okay, here's how I overcome this. Yeah. And that in, in itself is such a freeing understanding for a guy who's been told, no, you're different than everybody else. You're in a different category of society. You're actually even not, you know, considered to be a normal human being. You're, you're, uh, an abstract, you're a, a brokenness, you're a dirty, you know, thing. And so when when people kind of hear that for the first time to say, hey, God's going to treat you like he would treat anybody. You know, this is just an affliction that you have that looks different than somebody else's affliction in some other way. But what we're all dealing with is a sense of idolatry. We're choosing something besides God, and that's why our lives look broken and they're failing. Yeah. Uh, and so immediately people see themselves within a category of human beings yeah. and how God looks at all of us. And there's something that's reassuring and hopeful in that itself, which most people will say, man, I don't get it. Like, why all of a sudden is that hopeful? Well, you've never lived an addict life and you've never had to deal with the stigma that comes along with that and how people treat you. And the and, shame and the guilt. Exactly. And, yeah. and so we are different because of those things, because it rests in the the understanding of who God is and how he created us and, and what's the fallen world and sin and how it separates from God, separates us from God. And so that's, we deal at the core of those things. And so when we get into another episode of really kind of talking about what is the goal of recovery, or we can kind of just talk about that a little bit sure. here is, is we're not dealing with trying to keep people from abstaining from alcohol and drugs. That's not our goal. Right. And what makes S2L different is, in, in this faith-based thing, is that we're trying to set people to a, 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 a standard in which God calls all of us to, to say, you know, you can have peace, you can have joy, you can have a good life living out the way that I've defined it to be. And so, therefore, it's a transformation. It's a, it's not a, an abstinence. It's a moving towards something completely different right? so that your lifestyle, your attitude, your heart, your, your mindset, everything is recalculated into something that's completely different than what you were doing before. And in that process, you don't want to do drugs and alcohol anymore. Right. It's the difference between the sober and, or the freedom. We, and I say this sometimes, be like, what? We don't want any of our guys to be sober. And, and let me explain. <laughs> sober... The definition that we would use, that's not the Webster's de definition, but sober is not doing something that you really want to do because you know there's bad consequences or bad experiences. Man, we don't want that. Freedom, on the other hand, is not doing something because you don't want to do it. And that's what we want. The hope, the goal 
is to push guys to that. Let them see the freedom, the chain breaker that can literally change your desires. Yeah. So this this whole cognitive behavior therapy, that's what really kind of rubs me when I look at this stuff. Because, man, from a scientific <laughs> perspective, you look at it and go, yeah, that makes sense. We just teach people that. Like they, if they just really understood what it was that they were doing – they wouldn't do it anymore. And if it was yeah. that simple, we wouldn't be dealing with an epidemic right now. And look, Adam, we get lawyers, we get pastors, we get doctors, we get teachers, we get people from all walks of life, intelligent yeah. people. People that come to us in full-blown addiction aren't ignorant fools that live under a bridge anymore. You know, it's yeah. it's everybody in life. And so if it was about understanding rational thinking and then you wouldn't just do you'd be equipped not to do it anymore that it's it has to be something more than that and so let me just say this and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up uh in this faith-based initiative this faith-based methodology the understanding is it's not just some spirituality it's a spirituality that has some kind of power to it right and so where we fall different in the whole category of faith bases, we believe the power of Jesus Christ, and we believe that that is the only power. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And so we believe that this is the only supernatural power that actually equips you beyond what you can do yourself, that transforms you into a new lifestyle, that these things look completely different. Yeah, Uh, and and that's not... When we claim those things, and and we're wrapping up, but when we claim those things, it's it's easy for non-believers or whoever to point the finger and say that's bigoted. Are you saying that there's only one way to heaven? There's only one right way? Did it? And the answer, well, yeah, we are, uh, not because we want to, but because that's what the Word of God says. And hey, it's not bigoted; it's an invitation. Yeah, it's come, for everyone. Come. So, all right, guys, so we laid it out for you. We laid out the difference. We, we, we saw it as kind of a trending topic, and Bruce did a great job of just defining it, putting the information out there. Have a great one. You better believe it. You better believe it. <laughs> Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.